welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Yo. How's it going? I'm doing all right, man. How are you? Oh, yeah, pretty sweet. Okay. I told you to watch this new show. I was like, hey, man, I found this new show to watch. It's called Westworld. You should check it out. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, Not so fast, whoa. Pat Sajak. Already up to date on that one. Yeah. I just show. started watching. It's pretty front of my alley of yeah. uh, entertainment. It's definitely out there, man. I like it. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people getting shot, getting hurt, kind of like this week in the NFL. People just going down left and right. Man, we're good sound effect people. Yeah, we really need that soundboard. Yeah, we've had good conversations about this before. So, you want to hear some crazy news? Uh, yeah, I love crazy news. Do you have socks on? Mm, yes. I'm about to knock those socks oh off. Are my. you ready? Yes. Guess who got cut today? Who? Bishop Ranky from the Chiefs. <laughs> how, did that, how did that get past my radar, man? I don't know. Where, does, where is this talent going? I don't know, man. That, onto that bandwagon. Yeah, I guess so. Who else is on it? I can't remember. Um, some other running backs are in the backseat of the some car. Some other scrub running backs. Wait for me. Wait up, wait up. I feel if, if, if Bishop Branky actually listens to this podcast, he ever met me, just punch me in the face. <laughs> said nothing but bad things about him ever since he declared for the NFL draft. Yeah, you really have. That's all right. That's know? all right. I mean, we call him Bishop Ranky. So. Yeah, I don't even know who. Like, hi, I'm Bishop Sankey, but never heard of you. <laughs> Move along here, big guy. Yes, you could pound me into oblivion, but that means nothing. That's right. Most people can, even women. That's a shame, Rich. Yeah, it is a shame. I would just never hit a woman, so that's why she would beat me up. Yeah, true there statement. Go. There you go, in your face, nerd. Um, so there was a lot of injuries in the NFL, a lot of uh, people going down there. Some big-time names going down this week, too. I mean, that's just fantasy football, right? It's just a nonstop who can stay healthy, who's got the roster, who's got the depth to keep on keeping on, right? That's what it's all about, man. That's why I always try to build as much depth as possible on my teams. And it's why you always want to keep, like, you never want to ever just secede. You just never want to just like give up in fantasy football because you never know. Like when somebody has, like, say somebody has, like, oh, I have Gio Bernard and AJ Green. Those are my go-to guys. Boom, one week they're both gone. Now that you know they need two more. Yeah, they were two, three weeks away from the playoffs, but all of a sudden now they're going to lose three straight. You're going to win three straight. You're in. You're laughing at them. You're calling them names. You're giving them finger treatments, and you're saying, "I'm in the playoffs. This is where the championship I, sit." I don't know where you're at, but I'm over here, right? Yeah, I don't know what finger treatments are, but I, oh, I, don't, I, do. I don't want one. Yes, I do. It's telling people, I'm number one. <laughs> um, so let's get into some of these injuries and like what's going to happen, how does the effect going forward. Can you find somebody to replace them with? Can you not? And then, Terry, we're also going to talk about some uh, the playoff push, some players that you might want to obtain, and what we kind of think is fair value for those players that might be obtainable for that playoff push if you do need injuries or if you just need a backup. I know today in our league, our Dynasty Nerds League, um, I feel like I am eliminated from the playoffs again. Who who beat you to listen, eliminate dude, you? Listen. I, listen. I'm just curious. No names, please. Uh, it was me. I was telling you for a show. Like, I have Rob Gronkowski. I got Melvin Gordon. I got Le'Veon Bell. I got Drew Brees. I got Brandon Cook. Stephen, I have these really good teams, and I just can't catch a break, man. I just keep losing. I keep scoring more points. I just play these better teams every way to score more points than me. Like, I, I'll play, like, last week I lost by, like, what, three points because Doug Baldwin scores three touchdowns. Damn you, Doug Baldwin. So you you just cost said, me the playoffs. So you just said you, you get beat by these better teams? 
What was the latest? Yeah, what listen, was the latest better team to beat? You listen, at? I'm just curious. I have a lot going on. I'm, just I'm saying curious. weird things because I'm so depressed and stressed out. <laughs> this fantasy year has been crazy. I'm literally in a league where the team I have the second most points in the league, and the team I play every single week. This is no joke. This has never happened before. I start off two and one, and ever since then I played the highest scoring team every single week. It's driving me crazy. I can't believe I've never seen anything like it. I don't know what I did. All of a sudden, I get hired by ESPN Cleveland, and all of a sudden, the fantasy gods are like, ha, 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 ha. What do you know? Meanwhile, on the show, I give everybody my not-so-obvious starts of the week on Sunday yep. on ESPN Cleveland, 850 WKNR. You can tune in and stream it, and they've been killing it. Like, all these guys, you can pick up a waiver wire and stuff, and they've been killing it, and then here I am going. It's probably uh, all your league mates listening in and calling in and getting your good advice from damn. you at, to beat you. Sons of bees. Yep. So, yeah, you beat me, which I feel like pretty much eliminates me from the playoffs. I, I definitely think that you're eliminated from the playoffs. And I'll that, never give up. That's why, that's why I immediately sent you a, a trade for Rob Gronkowski, which you promptly denied. I knew you would. It was of just, course I would. It was just kind of like my way of... So I'm just going to... My way of telling you that I know that you're out of the running now that I beat you. Well, there's some guys on this list we're going to talk about that you can inquire. I actually have on my team that I sent out to people saying... I, I went through and see all the people who are like still in that midst of contenders. And, okay, they can use a... Th- he's only got two running backs. He can use a third running back. All right, what running backs do I have that are valuable now? Like two of them are on this list saying, hey, do you want this guy for this price? Uh, just either as a security blanket or whatnot. And of course, to come back, well, I want Le'Veon Bell. Like, well, no, he's not. That's not what I offered you. <laughs> I didn't offer you Le'Veon Bell. Right. I offered you the sandwich here. The guy's a huge Steelers hog, too. Yeah. So, makes sense. It doesn't matter what's inside this bread. It's a sandwich. Right. Everybody likes a sandwich. No, you can't smell it. You're, you're on a telephone. What is wrong with you? You just wanted to make sure it wasn't a doo-doo sandwich, right? No, but you know, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, so, moving on. Injuries. Let's get into this injury there list were, here. There were a lot. Somebody got concussed. Couple of people got concussed. Yeah, one really good quarterback, and one one, one not, not so good quarterback. Maybe can play quarterback. He's kind of accurate, kind of quarterback. Let's get into the good one first. All right. So Andrew Luck is is concussed. Came into it like after the game, right? It wasn't during the game, was it? Keep your head ringing. I don't know. I, I feel like he went into the protocol late. And and that's why they're they're thinking he's doubtful for um the he hasn't practiced all week right and it's Tuesday right now they play on Thursday so the the chance two days from now that's less than two days from now can I get it out the sentence I'm trying to explain to you a timetable of hours (laughs) that's under forty eight so Scott Scott Tolzien is the guy that's probably gonna end up starting that game which really doesn't bode well for anybody on that offense he played in the Cardinal for the Cardinals last dude I can't remember where he played last has he ever had success no. No, he's no good. So if you have T.Y. Hill and you're fighting for a playoff spa- spot and Dante McCree, you're kind of like, oh, man. Yeah, it's kind of like you just got served a doo-doo sandwich. <laughs> Big time. So, But it's, it's only one week. He's not for, out for the year. Right. No, yeah. It's it's just this week. He's definitely. So downgrade those guys, I guess, in your rankings for this week. For this week, yeah. But he'll be back. But anytime anybody gets concussion, it's never good. Because it's like, okay, there's one. Right. And another guy, Cody Kessler, he's on his second concussion for the year. Now they're saying, talking about benching him probably for the rest of the year. Well, I mean, I think that's probably the good approach uh, just for his mental health. Not not only for, his, you know, concussions, just for his shell-shockedness. Because, I mean, he's getting his, his butt whipped every year. Will he be shell-shocked when the Browns take a quarterback in the first round next year? Um, I don't care. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> so, I mean, he, I think 
He's a viable backup. I think that's exactly yeah. what he is. He's someone that, you, like, if he came in as a backup quarterback for, like, a couple quarters, like, okay, I feel good. Like, this guy has a good completion percentage. Right. I think, like, PFF grades, like, he has the highest grades for completion, whatever it is. Like, he's, like, number one in something, which is really weird. But he, he's a, he's an accurate guy. He just can't yeah. throw the ball down the field. No. And when you play in Cleveland, right. that weather, you got to throw the ball down. Listen, the he, they, they made it, you know, known that they wanted to push him down. They wanted him, him to push the ball down the field a little bit more. And then he did, and they were all terribly underthrown floaters that look just he can't throw the ball down. No, so, it's terrible. Right. It's, 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 and the record says 0 and 11 is pretty bad, right? It's, it's, it's pretty bad. Uh, it's pretty bad. It's a pretty bad record. It's, it's not good. Right. It's the opposite of good. It, that's right. So, that's going to be the most Cody Kessler talk we ever have in this podcast. I hope, I hope so. Me too. Yeah. Sure, we hope. Uh, another big injury CJ Procise. Oh. Is precisely out for about three to four weeks. Uh, I believe it was four to six. Is precisely, approximately out for four to six weeks. Yeah, it's a broken scapula, which is, you know, a shoulder bone. Basically, he got smacked pretty hard in the back, which broke his little back. Broke a spatula. Can't flip burgers that way. He can't flip any burgers. Mm, No burger flipping for CJ, which is a shame because he looked really good. His last couple he weeks. did, you know. Um, Something that we were worried about coming this year, because, you know, converting from a receiver to a running back, um, we th- kind of thought he was a little bit overdrafted, but he looked pretty good. He, he definitely looked explosive. And then, you know, what, what happens, you know, right when I start thinking, hey, man, this guy might actually do something, he goes and breaks his shoulder. Oh, it's a shame when that happens. Yeah. Sometimes, like, when that happens, like, it's weird, because, like, a lot of times when that happens and the person comes back and then they never do anything, and you're like, wow, they look so good beforehand. Right. I mean, and this is a huge boost for Rawls, who who just got back. And, you know, obviously he's going to have to work himself into shape probably in the next game or so. Um, but he looked good. He looked good when I saw him running the ball. Um, same. I old, thought he looked good, too. Same guy I saw, you know, his rookie season. And we got to say, we were like, we were never down on Rawls. Like, everybody yeah. else was like, oh, Rawls, you know, this Kristen Michael. We were always like, no, we still like yeah. Thomas Rawls. It's just he's got to get his opportunity back. Right. And he um, is right now. So. But a name to watch here is Alex Collins. Yeah, I mean, I think Alex Collins is going to be the, he's obviously going to be the guy that's going to get in the mix now because. Hey, it's still next man up for a team that likes to run the ball. Absolutely. No, yeah, yeah. But I think it's going to be the Thomas Rawls show, to be honest. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a good show to watch. So if you have Thomas Rawls, you were down out all year. Now you're like, hey, this is great. Yep. And it might be one of those situations if you're like, because I know we're going to get into it. Like value wise, like who has value? I know we didn't mention his name going through some of these notes we had before the show. Like Thomas Rawls, like if you're out of it and you ever want to get out from Thomas Rawls, you could likely capitalize and get a 17 first in return for Thomas Rawls after, say, two weeks from now. Oh, I would, I would definitely think so. Yeah. Right. And I'd say it's, I'd I'd say that's fair value on both returns. One, Rawls coming off injury. Two, we always talk about the hashtag two to three year window. I don't think Rawls, it's kind of running back that, like, you know, transcends that rule. So I don't see him being like, like a, Nothing against Rawls, but it's against anybody. But for being a long-term answer, yeah, you don't think he's going to be the guy there for the next eight years. Yeah, so I'd be happy with a seventeen first. Definitely, again, definitely in this draft class, I'd be very happy with that. Right. I mean, again, I, I, I can't say enough. Every time this week goes by, the more I get into a little bit more of these college players, I try to get in a little bit more every single week. It's just the more I'm like, wow, this is going to be such a fun class to draft. It really is. Man. Um. So Alex Collins. Thomas Rawls going forward. CJ Procise, we'll see you uh, after the fantasy season's over. Right. But, but still pay attention to that because let's see what, when he does come back, if he does even come back this year, um, 
how he looks. But most likely his season's over until next year. That's what I, I mean, yeah, for, especially for the fantasy year. Yes. So, um, Gio Bernard is for sure out for the year. I mean, that's a big, that's a big time. I mean, he, I know he was having kind of a down year, but that, that kind of stinks for them, yeah. Yeah, it's, I, see, I don't think Gio's having that ba- bad of a down like year. He's, he's done okay. He's done, he's done okay, but I, I mean, I think there was a, a little bit higher of expectation. Yeah, I think the whole team in a, as a whole has just been doing doo-doo. You know, and likely now they might fire Marvin Lewis. You don't know. It's just the whole team is just in complete disarray. Um, so Rex Burkhead is going to be the backup running back there. And the note to think about Rex Burkhead is, even though he's like a little bit bigger of a back too, is he catches the ball pretty well. So he should be the one taking over. You know, Jeremy Hill doesn't catch the ball a lot. And Rex Bur- Burkhead can come in and kind of be that, you know, third down running back that does catch the football and kind of take over some of those Gio Bernard roles. So. Maybe when you're talking about guys who you can get super cheap, maybe like Rex Burkhead is a guy you can get up, give up for nothing. Like, if you need to make just kind of some kind of running back depth, like whatever how deep your draft class is, maybe you give up that last draft pick for, or a player that you are for sure want to cut in the off season, maybe you can get give it up for that guy. You know, what I mean is nothing. Yeah, right. If you're much if you're getting them for pretty much nothing. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, a huge blow is A.J. Green. A.J. Green uh, torn hamstring, not just pulled hamstring. Yeah. So there's no um, no real timetable, and, and they haven't really come out and said how bad the tear is. Yeah, it's is. mixed reviews. So, it, it's, yeah, the worst-case scenario is he doesn't come back at all this year. Best-case scenario is he's missing a couple weeks. A couple weeks. Um, still, it's a huge blow to your fantasy team. Right. I mean, that's the kind of injury, like, you know, running back, you should always be some like not all the guys, but you should be able to get over a running back injury. Losing a guy like AJ Green can literally derail your championship run. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where, hey, if he misses two weeks, you get him back for the playoffs. Everything's all good. You could probably you can probably get away with not having him for two weeks. But if it if it's the full season tear where where he's not going to be back, that's huge, man. Your season may be over. Yeah, you need super wide receiver depth there, and now you're looking right. at. Tyler Eifert being the number one guy there to look at in the passing game. So if you have Tyler Eifert, it's a boost. But then you have Tyler, uh, you know, uh, Boyd. Boyd, right. And then you have... Um, Tate, Brandon Tate. I Br- mean, who else? It, it's, it's or is it LaFell? Brandon LaFell. Sorry. Yeah. I literally, I was like brain yeah, I just dumb went, there for yeah, a minute. Yeah, I just went stupid. So, um, yeah, I mean, what is this? At? I mean, just when things couldn't get any worse, they get worse. And as a Browns fan, literally, like, our chances of going 0-16 are really high. Like, now, this gives me a slight hope. We may possibly somehow, by a miracle, be able to beat Cincinnati and go 1-15. Wow. That's how bad they're going. Oh, I know. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> wow. Impressed. So, um, So, AJ Green out with a hammy, out for a long time. Speaking of being out for a while, Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler, man. Um, labia. Just, just similar to the Browns. Um, what did you say? His labia. Labrum. He labia. tore in labrum. A giant labia is good. It's hurt. <laughs> okay. He's always 52 and 52 in his career in Chicago. He's not. He paid $103 million for that guy so far, and he's 52 and 52. He's Jeff Fisher. He, he is Jeff Fisher. He's a jerk. He, he's not overly accurate. Um, nope. He's very erratic. He's, he's got an he's attitude not, problem. He's got a, he's, like I said, he's a he jerk. cigarettes. Does he? I think so. Oh, man. And doesn't he has Hor- to. horrible breath? Oh, so nasty! He's married to some some hottie though. Yeah. So, um, what? I mean, he's just not that great of a quarterback. He's not a franchise quarterback. No, his, his, he's likely took his last snap as a Chicago Bear. I agree. 
they'll, until that turn to kick rocks. Right? They'll, they'll be moving on. Um, he'll probably get another shot. Somewhere. Oh, he'll for sure get a shot somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, who knows where he can go? I mean, he end up in Denver if Tony Romo, like Denver or like Tony Romo or Jay Culler are like a likely landing spot in Denver. What about team. like Arizona, Bruce Arians? Like, he may be able to resurrect. They tell Palmer to get out of here because Palmer's down too. Palmer looks he's, old as He's ready dirt. to collect unemployment. I mean, yeah. he's old for what is he 37 he's old 39 yeah. yeah he's somewhere he's somewhere up there and he looks old though this year yeah he's had a really bad year right. and he, i mean for for love of god he almost gave arian's heart attack <laughs> seriously carson good thing he's all right but it, on that note though uh he's supposed to be coaching this week so there should be no yeah he'll be okay. changing of the guards or anything like that for a week and um, zach miller's out zach miller's had, had foot surgery so he's out for the year Another guy that was, hey, he was having a good year, actually. For, yeah, so there's uh, nobody in Chicago. No. Alshon, you know, is down for another three games. And even when Alshon gets back, I mean. It's Cameron Meredith. Who the heck is throwing him the ball? Matt Barkley, man. Mar- Matt Barkley, exactly. You know, Matt Barkley at one time was the number one overall high school recruit. Great. He played at a prestigious school out there in California. That's amazing. He, mm-hmm. Too bad he has a noodle for an arm, and he can't throw the ball. Hey, do you know in high school, I was awesome. Yeah. Uncle Rico can throw it over <laughs> him. <laughs> I don't think Matt Barkley could throw it over the mountains. Not at all. Um, so those are your injury news, yeah. notes, nuggets. I don't think we missed anybody. If we did, sorry. Yeah, then they're nuggets. Right. Um, some positive notes from injuries. Sammy Watkins might be coming back sooner than later. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I guess possibly coming back week 12. Yeah. So it, we'll, it could we'll be see. sooner than later. And right. what a... What do you do? You think uh, Buffalo honors that contract with Tyrod Taylor and he comes back next year? I think Tyrod Taylor looks pretty good. Um, I think it all depends on who's coaching there. If it's still sexy Rexy, I think they probably stick with him. Yeah, I mean, I don't know like how you feel, but I feel like he's like, like if you f- give up on him, it's like, what are you going to do better? I mean, it's so hard to find an adequate, capable quarterback, and he to me has shown that he's an adequate, capable quarterback. And if you put enough around him, he might be able to help you win a Super Bowl. Like, I feel like he's good enough to be on a Super Bowl team with the right pieces around him. I don't think he can win you a Super Bowl. He can't win. Right. I think Rex Rex knows that, and I think Rex would want his defense to win him a Super Bowl anyway. I mean, who would you rather have, Brock Osweiler or Tyrod Taylor? That's a close one, but... uh, Close? Tyrod Taylor. Have you seen Brock Osweiler play quarterback? Yeah, I, I wouldn't want either one of them, I guess was the point, but... Um, Would you rather have Andy Dalton or Tyrod Taylor? Dalton. Okay. I see where you're going with this. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't love Tyrod Taylor. I think he's okay. And I don't him. love him either. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not meaning it as like, oh, this is a Tyrod love fest. But I think like when I watch him play, I'm like, he's not a bad quarterback. He can function it, in the NFL. And, and also look what he's doing with the, the receiving core he has. I mean, he has right. Robert Woods and Marquise Goodwin. You know, it's like, hey, come on now. Yeah, those guys aren't going to set the world on fire. That's for sure. Yeah, and look for Buffalo drafted. I can see Buffalo taking a receiver in this first round. There's some good ones, you know, with like Mike Williams, John Ross, Corey Davis, Juju Smith. And there's going to be some good receivers in this draft that Buffalo might have to take one of these guys. Like Mike Williams is a big, big receiver that might be real nice to offset Sammy Watkins. Right. So just a little nugget there. Um, Amir Abdullah. Yeah, they say that he could be back in, a, like in the next three, few weeks. Within, yeah. Ian Rappaport re- reported, wouldn't be shocked if he's back within three weeks. Which would be right in time for playoff, you know, mm-hmm. to, to the playoffs to start. So that, you know, that could boost somebody's team. I would still be, you know, hesitant starting 
you know, Amir Abdullah this first week back, so I'm not yeah. sure if it's going to really be relevant. It'd be a really risky maneuver. It would definitely. I mean, it would be a desperation type play, but but it's like now the time you try and see if you can get Amir Abdullah for a second round pick. I mean, these second round picks are really good in the 17 class. So was, and I know you're not an Abdullah fan, but like now's the time. Like if you want Abdullah, this is a guy that went mid to high first round, and now you might be able to get him for a second round rookie pick. I I agree with everything you said. That you probably could get him for a second round like pick. Like we're going with this, yes. I would not give a second round pick for him because, like you said, I'm not a, a big Amir Abdullah fan. I think I would give a second. Ah, it's just I just I mean, these seconds I would, are I would so rather valuable. I would rather take a risk on somebody in the second round. Personally, well, yeah, I mean, me personally, I, I feel like it's Amir. a good risk this year too. I'm just thinking if I needed like some kind of help in in this playoffs at running back with a potential guy that who does show a lot of talent has a lot of talent. I don't know. To me, it's just. It's fair. Would I do it? It depends on my roster makeup, but I feel like that a second round pick is extremely fair for Amir Abdullah, and now's the time you may may do it. It's one of those high risk, high rewards kind of maneuvers. It's a it for me. It's it's too high risk to give up. So you're a thumbs down. I'm a thumbs up. You're right. I'll be Siskel. You be Ebert. Okay. I'm dead. Oh no. I know. At least I'm the live one or the living one. Barely. The live one. Um, oh, yeah. Other news and nuggets. How about, and now I know this is easy scapegoat to go and say, well, he's just coming off injury. What about Braxton Miller out snapping Will Fuller? Uh, I mean, I think it's, I think it's somewhat newsworthy because, I mean, Braxton Miller, everyone kind of thought at the beginning of the year, at least I did, that Braxton Miller, um, he was probably more of a project, and it would take him a little bit of time, which it, it, it has. And it will still will. And, think, he, and he, I think he's still going to keep. Pryor. I think he's still going to keep getting better. Um, where I, I I didn't really like Will Fuller coming into no. this draft because his hands mostly. I mean that was really why I think you and I both had beef with him. Um, so if if this trend continues, I mean I could see him still losing out, you know, more and more to Braxton Miller because I just think Braxton Miller is. I don't want to call him more talented, but he's he's more of an athletic freak, I think. Yeah, and he's been, I mean, 6'2". I mean, again, this goes, and all those people that were tweeting at me week two, week three, going, oh, Will Fuller, what do you think now, Rich? Looks like you're wrong. Or like, yeah, I guess maybe we could be wrong. It's not the first time we'd be wrong. Oh, here we are week 11. Now, now who's, I, don't hear, I don't hear any yipping and yapping now about Derrick Henry and Will Fuller. Do you? I don't, mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah. I don't get into that kind of stuff either. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I say this on the podcast, but I don't really tweet back going, oh, how do you like me now? Yeah, I don't really get into Put that. Put some like, little, right. you know, gif out there and saying, hey, you know, no, I'm whatever not, it is. That's not me. I I Meanwhile, I go back like, oh, remember when everybody else wanted to bump Michael Thomas down? And I said, the guy's a stud and nobody, nobody liked that, huh? What else can I We're not here. We're not here to gloat. I'm Come trying on, to see what right. I can gloat on. I'm just trying to think. There's not much. Does that make you feel better? It does a little bit. All right. It's like knowledge. Knowledge is power. All right. So Will Fuller, Braxton Miller. So yeah, right now, if you had to pick one, you would take Miller. I would have taken Miller the whole time before. As would I. Yeah. But like three weeks ago, people were like, oh, you're crazy. Well, three three weeks ago, we would have been crazy. Yeah. But <laughs> but now it's just it's it's starting to come around. We've regained sanity. Yeah. And I bet most people. I bet if you put. I bet if I put a poll out there on Twitter right now saying who would you rather have right now, I'm gonna do it actually after this podcast is over. Um. So you probably look for that poll on my Twitter at Dynasty Rich. I'm going to put it on there if you want to see the results. Who would you rather have in Dynasty going forward? Will Fuller or Braxton Miller? I'm, I'm going to make a prediction right now. I'm going to guess it's going to be 
Will Fuller. 69, Rich. You're such a pervert. 69. Oh, my Lord. What do you, what's your guess on the percentage going to be Will Fuller? <laughs> well, it's definitely 69. <laughs> it's got to be 69. Definitely 69. I mean, if we're going to make this a sexy vote, well, let's do it. Let's go all in. Um, and then last news and notes, LaShawn McCoy hurt his thumb. Uh, he dislocated his thumb. Ooh. And, and it was so bad that they had to do surgery. But I guess it's actually, he's going to end up playing. And I, I actually heard like that NFL doc. I can't remember his name, but that's that's his that Twitter handle. Uh-huh. Um, it's one of those things that if the thumb comes out, it most of the time requires surgery to pop it back in. But it it's not something that it's not something that hurts or it's unstable or anything after you just get it popped back in. So it's it's basically like he has a big gash on his thumb now. They don't I think to- it hurts like I have something wrong with my thumbs where like and I don't know what it is. But like I pop, like if I press too hard with my thumb on something, it pops out of socket, but it goes right back in, and it literally hurts so bad for like like a half hour. Well, the, it just the, kills me. It what just his, kills. his wouldn't his couldn't be popped back in. That's why he couldn't oh. get back in the game. Yeah, you have to have the surgery to get it put back in. So if it doesn't go back in, you're screwed. But once it's bi- once it's back in, it's not like it's not that bad. And so it, I'm lucky. It, it's then. it's basically like he's got a gash. You know, they had to get sewn back up. They don't have to, like, do surgery on Ugh. anything. They just kind of have to get in there and, and pop it back in, basically. Have you ever had surgery? Yeah. On what? I had, I had my appendix taken out. Oh. I don't want to get all personal now. That's all right. I've never had surgery, so I don't know. I've never even broken a bone before. That's, that's good for you, man. I drink milk. I was all messed up on, the, on those drugs, man. It was great. What, when you were getting surgery? At, like, afterwards? Oh. I mean, I don't remember the surgery because I was out like a light. But, I'm yeah. a unicorn. I remember... Uh, they're bringing me into my room, and somebody asked me how I felt, and I, I told them I felt like a million pesos, <laughs> <laughs> like just like real weird stuff, you know. Hold on, let me touch my uh, face. I feel just I feel like a million pesos. Oh, I feel so tender. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was like silky smooth. All all the all the nurses said I was I was just being like ridiculous and hilarious. Who so. the nurses, huh? That's what. Yeah, that's Hubba? what. Hubba. No, they're like old. Yeah. Wow, what old people can't be attracted. I'm old. Yeah, older. I mean, I'm like Carson Palmer's age. But I know what you were thinking. It wasn't like a 25-year-old nurse. Something a couple like buttons on right. top, loosen right. up. How you feeling, Matthew? Hubba hubba. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so let's talk about some players. So, okay, here we are. We're in the, we're in the home stretch for the playoffs, right? Absolutely. So Maybe you lost a guy. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you just need some depth. Maybe your running back situation is not strong. Maybe your receiver's situation is not strong. You want to look ahead and look at matchups. Let's take a look ahead and see who your receivers are playing week 13 or 14, 15, 16, who are your running backs playing 14, 15, 16. All right. Do you have the depth to overcome that? Because the matchup's really important because you can't afford to take, have a bad game. You just can't say, Hey, um, Joe blow is playing Denver's defense right. in week 14. And I could take that, you know, four point game. Cause you can't, cause remember when you get a playoffs, all the teams are good and you got to get everything you can. You got to put the best lineup in here. So, Maybe it's now's the time to be a little bit proactive and get a guy just for a bye week filler, just like that. Not saying you're not going to start these guys all in the playoffs, but a guy that you could put in there. Hey, you know, a guy like Frank Gore has a really good matchup in week 14. My guy does not have a really good matchup in week 14. I could go out there and get Frank Gore for a little bit cheaper just to plug and play there. Give me a little boost to kind of give me past right, that. Right. Make, make sure you're there in the second week of the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, it's just. You got to think ahead. Like, you don't want to just go into week 15 or the championship game even and go, 
oh no, these matchups are terrible. Mm-hmm. Like you should be prepared for something like that. That's that little thing like that can give you the edge over a championship. And when you look back on it, it's like all the move I it's because of that move I made week twelve won me a championship. Like thank God I made that move. Right, and I get and I guarantee you. You know, two years down the line, you're not going to remember that you gave up a second round pick, or you might remember that you gave up a second round pick for some for somebody to make the playoff push, but you won't care if you won no. the championship. It won't matter either way. No, no. But again, we say this all the time, and the whole point of playing is to win. Right. It's not about how many picks you have and how many you know second places you got. It's about winning. Right. And you see it all the time where people are just like. Oh, I got all these first round picks and 17 first. And it doesn't matter what draft class you come out of. It does not mean anything. I mean, we've seen a draft class where somebody's taken like the Bishop Rinky and Johnny Menzel in such a great deep draft class. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With the 12th pack in the class, I took Terrence West. You know, it's like nothing's a for sure, for sure thing. So no, no matter how much we talk about the 17 class and these players we're going to talk up and how they're all going to be really sweet, there's going to be bust. There's guys that are going to be high picks that are bust. And there's going to be the low picks that are bust. I mean, this draft class was, yeah, so that doesn't count. I mean, is I mean, is the te- technically the 2017 draft class would be a great draft class to have a bunch of picks in if you were blowing up a team. Yes, but I mean, if you're like in contention, you don't want to be hoarding a bunch of picks when you could be making a couple moves. Yeah, and and just remember, just because you have a first, it's gonna be a late first, right? So, and we'll see as the draft approaches when you get there too. When you have a late first, it's the, are you still gonna be a good player? Yeah, but you'll see the tier is gonna drop. When you pick 11 or 12. And the big thing is these seconds, which hold really good value, and definitely in the name alone, and even a late second is going to hold really good value, it's still going to be a late pick. So you're going to have the 21st, 22nd, 24th best guy in this rookie class. You think there's going to be 24 studs coming out of this class? Most likely not. Most likely not. So don't be afraid to do what you have to do to win. Don't set yourself back and do something stupid, but even if you have to kind of slightly overpay just a little bit, not drastically, which you most likely are going to have to do. This is the time of year. You're going to have to start. You're, everyone knows what you're trying to do. They're going to gouge you a little bit. I mean, yeah. that's just the way it is. But don't be afraid to do it. Again, definitely right. if you need to help. And even if you have, so say, even if you have, say you have two running backs, like the team I made it an offer to, they only have two starting running backs. They had Eddie Lacy. The other running backs are just hurt, and they're out. They're not going to be back. Even if you have to make a move for a guy that, like, just a guy that you might be able to plug and play, like a guy like James Starks, for example. James Starks, who's the starter in Green Bay, he's going to be the starter most likely. I don't see Kristen Michael totally surplanting him. Um, He'll definitely be at least a third round back. James Starks, what do you think is fair for James Starks right now? Like, what would it take if you have James Starks to give? Would you take a fourth for James Starks? But you'd, you'd ask for a third, right? Um,. It's probably on the border of that, and if if you know if you're trying to if the person is trying to go on a championship run, yeah, you you squeak out a third. You're going to ask for a third because you're yeah. saying, hey, this guy's a starter right now. He's his value long term is not a third, but right now today he's worth a third to you because it's going to be a late third, and he's going to help you win, and you need a running back. Right. So James Stark, I mean, you probably get done for a third. And I feel like even if you don't, again, if you're in a situation where you only have two running backs. You're going to want to acquire another running back. If you can, doesn't matter who it is, just somebody who's getting carries, if you only have two, just in case. Because running back's the one situation where you can have a guy who's not a stud player that will give you some points that still help you get over the top and still win. But then if you only have two running backs, and just in case something happens in the playoffs where one of your guys gets hurt 
or like I said, they have a really tough matchup and you know they're not going to do really well, you want to have somebody to put in there to step up and play them and not have to be playing somebody guy that you're just going to give you like four points, like a John Kuhn or, you know, something along those lines. I mean, I mean, last year in my championship win, I ended up playing Frank Gore in my championship and I won, I won the game. So, I mean, these are guys, I guess we might as well just mention Frank Gore as a guy that you want to probably try to pick up. What do you think is fair value for Frank Gore? Who's likely, who's, who's probably going to go into fantasy complete irrelevance after this year. Who may uh, even retire up. I mean, probably not, but may retire up this year. Colts are drafting a running back. Colts are going to draft. And they're going to draft one high. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think same, like right, right around third round pick. I think so too, which is, like of all the guys we're going to talk about for a third round pick for like a running back here, Frank Gore is definitely one I'd be going after. Yeah. He's I mean, a starter. He's going to carry. He's a scoring points. If you need another running back at all, whether it be another starter or just a backup, I'm going in and I'm offering a third round pick for Gore. I, st- I started Frank Gore last week and I have a ton of running back depth and he was, he was just the best play this past week. And so do I you think, him. so say I'm the owner and you come in, you obviously wouldn't say, Hey, I'll give you a third. You'd be like, Hey, I'm, I want Frank Gore. You're out of it. And this is, now again, this is all kind of in a vacuum too. It all depends on like another team. Might have Frank Gore, who right. is a contender, and they only have a couple running backs, so he's not going to give them up. But this is kind of like in a vacuum. There's just a couple players that we think that are attainable. This is, de- this is definitely, yeah, these, these are definitely just broad strokes we're kind of painting with right now. Bob Ross style. Exactly. A little pretty Frank Gore. Pretty little Frank Gore, man. little Frank Gore. Little, do a little horseshoe right here. Oh, oh a little pretty Frank oh. Gore. So, Frank Gore. So, you go, to, you go to Frank Gore. What do you want for Frank Gore? Give me a second. Uh, dude, Frank Gore's is probably his last year, man. I'll give you a third. I think a third's good value in this really strong draft class. Um, I'll give you a third. No, nah, man, I don't want your third because it's going to be a really late third. I want a second, and I can't do it. Let it breathe, come back. Hey, man, still will, seeing if you're willing to take th- Frank Gore for a third. No, dude, I want your second. Do you give up the second for Frank Gore? No. Yeah, I don't either. No, that's just a little bit too rich. Yeah. I would want a little bit more for a second-round pick. Somebody I would have for a couple of years. Would you be willing to take, like, all right, I'll give you a second, but give me your fourth kind of thing, or not even then? Um, That might be able to sweeten the deal a little bit. Just so you're getting a pick back? Getting a pick back, Because then yeah. maybe you could package your two fourths to get back up in a third, possibly. And, I mean, a person's fourth is pretty close to a third. You know what I'm saying? If it's a bad team. Yeah, yeah. I guess that makes sense, too, because you're also going to hire pick right. like that too. Right. I, I, I've done tons of maneuvers like that where, hey, I'll, g- I'll give me your first, I'll give you my second. Right. Like when I'm out of it, I'm like, hey, it's going to be a size second, so you're just moving back like four or five spots. Right. Um, right. Just to get a better player now. And sometimes, those are good maneuvers to make too because if you think ahead, like, hey, I'll give you my second and try to promote, saying, hey, you're only moving back. Like sometimes, you give up this old player, for example, you can give up an older player. I did this, last year I did it with D'Angelo Williams, right? Hey, I'll give you D'Angelo, who's hot and was really good. Right. Give me your first, and I'll give you my. I'll give you D'Angelo my second. So essentially, and, it, and this is usually a strong selling point, and you usually get a deal done saying, even though I'm giving you're doing this, you're only moving down X amount of spots. Right. One, I'm giving up a good player, so my team's going to be worse. I'm probably going to have. You can look at the records, man. I'm clearly going to probably going to have a top four pick, right? So you're really only moving back, and always say, hey, you're probably going to win with this, right? So. You always put that in a person's head. You want to say, hey, you're probably going to win if I do this for you. Because people are already doing this to try to win. So they, you're giving them encouragement saying, yeah, you're going to win. You're going to all psych, you know, psychologists. Psych them up, man. Yeah. 
So then you say, hey, you're moving from 12 to 4. You're only moving down like four spots in the first, and I'm giving you a player to help you win. That helps the deal get done. I'm telling you, I've done it many times. It absolutely does. And it's not even like you're you're not even really BSing them. I mean, you're giving them a player that could potentially help them win. It's not like you're totally blowing smoke. Yeah, their and butt. you're right. It's not, but it's a great it's a great maneuver for you because the difference between four spots in the rookie draft, in realistic view, yeah, it's only four spots. Right. But when it comes down to the draft, when you're when you're on the clock, that oh, four yeah. spots is huge. Totally. The difference between getting somebody at twelve, and sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes that person loses, like in the first round of playoffs, and it goes from twelve to eight. Right. And that's what you're hoping for. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So, but and that difference in that draft slot is huge. That's the difference between getting like a player that's a future Hall of Famer sometimes, and a guy that's a complete bust. Because then you settle for somebody else. It's just a huge difference maker. But at the time, it's a really good deal for both ends. But you're the you're the one that's going to reap the benefit six months from now, right? Long, so long term, for sure. That's a maneuver. That's a maneuver I'm definitely trying to make right now. So sometimes if you can't get something done like that, where people are like, no, I don't want to give up anything, think about just moving up in the draft and putting yourself in a better position. And even in this draft class, hey, a guy like James Starks, right? Hey, I want your third. I want your third. No, no, no. I'm not going to give it. Th- okay. What about this? What if I give you? What if you give me your what if you give me your second? I'll give you my third in James Starks. That'll probably get it done. Right. If somebody needs a running back. Same thing with the Frank Gore deal. Maybe if somebody's so stubborn and they won't be willing to make the trade for you, just try and move up some spots. Because if this guy ain't gonna help you anyways, and you just want because you should, you should just get rid of these guys anyways. If you can't get rid of them for anything in return, just try to move up a couple spots and flip draft picks and have the person move down and use what I just said as you're explaining rationale to do this. And I bet seven out of 10 times it's going to work. Right. Definitely. So, that, that's a good maneuver. And it, I mean, it's, it's not like you're horribly ripping the guy. You're, and you're like not, that. it's a fair, it yeah. is, it's a fair deal. Cause I get tons of tweets and I know Colleen, um, she, like she, she tweeted me this morning saying, Hey, I'm having a real hard time getting a player or some of that. This is a great maneuver to use and capitalize on to make a deal get done. Right. It's a nice little strategy yeah. to get a deal done. For where, sure. you, where you're not really giving, you're not doing anything. You're just moving up a couple of spots. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Frank Gore, we mentioned, we mentioned a third, we wouldn't do a second, but he's a player would be willing to move up. Um, what about Steve Smith? Um, Steve Smith, obviously he's a guy that's in the, the very last year of his career. Um, but he's a guy that's still scoring points. He he's, He's doing well. Ravens are playing hard. They're in the first in the division. They're right. going to want to win this division, so Absolutely. they're going to have to keep playing hard. Um, he's definitely the number one receiver probably for Joe Flacco. Yep. Um, what, so, what do you think it's going to take to get Steve Smith, who's, who you literally know? But say you have A.J. Green. Right. And you need a receiver. You might want to go try and get some young receivers, pick, and there's going to be hard. You're not going to get them. It, lit- it should not take much. Um, I mean, I'm talking like third fourth round pick yeah third or fourth yeah it, like it, a third like you're giving up that's a good pick for steve smith but again if you want to win you're gonna have to get nobody's giving anything away for free right and but, again they're gonna smell that desperate stink of desperation a third round pick might be just like a little bit high for me but so maybe you go hey i'll give you um my third you give me steve smith and your fifth or fourth same maneuver kind of Right, Get right. Another pick back, yeah. Slide I mean, back a little yeah. bit. And he's a guy that, I mean, he's obtainable. For he's sure. obtainable for sure. Because whoever, if if the person is out, they it, they'll take anything for that guy. Because they they're 
not going to have him next year. So say offer a fourth. I would offer a fourth, to be honest. Yeah, but you'd be willing to give a third. Yeah. If it, if it took to it. If, it. if it took that, but I... You'd I try honest, and get something else back out of it, like another pick or something. Yeah, for sure. If you're, yeah, if you were giving up a third, I would try to get something back. Yeah, because uh, there's going to be a couple picks in the third round this year's rookie class are going to be pretty good. But again, remember, it's going to be a late third anyway, so it's still a gamble regardless. Right. Um, What about a guy like Brandon Marshall? Brandon Marshall is a guy, I mean, he's hasn't been having the best year, but obviously their quarterback situation's been in flux, I would say, you know, to put it nicely. This year's been bad, too, man. Right. It's just kind of one of those situations, like, you feel like, like, we say this, because I know we mentioned his name pre-show, and you feel like, so that makes it, we feel like he's attainable, but do you want to go out there and get him? Because what's it going to take to get Brandon Marshall? I think I think you still probably have to give up right around a second round pick for him. I do too. And I don't. I mean, I wouldn't want to give up my second for Brandon. And I love Brandon Moore. I think he's a stud. Right. But that quarterback situation is so bad right now. We don't even know what it's going to be like next year. That's the thing. Like he could go either way next year. You know, Eric Decker could be back, which opens things up. They bring in another quarterback a la Tony Romo or somebody like that, you know, and this thing could flip back around real quickly. Yeah, I never thought about that, like Jay Cutler to the Jets. Yeah. Tony Romo to the Jets. It's not a bad idea. Then, well, then, I mean, if I knew even Cutler or even if I knew Tony Romo for sure, even though he'd be hurt after three uh, three quarters, um, I feel like then I'd feel really comfortable giving up a second for Brandon Marshall. I mean, he's a guy that plays the Colts in Week 13, which they have the worst pass. They're 32nd in pass uh, defense. Then they play the 49ers, who are, they're terribly, they're terrible defensively. They're they're 14th against the pass, but they're really bad against the you know all around defense. And and then the um, 15, 16, 15, 16. It's the Dolphins who are pretty good uh, against the pass. They're eighth, and then the Patriots who are 15th. Okay. So I mean, he doesn't have a bad playoff schedule. Medium, yeah, medium, yeah, yeah. So it's. Um, it's medium, but that's it, it, not. I mean, it's not horrible. If Fitzy's coming back, they they announced that they said that he's going to be the starter. Um, would you week, rather try and go after him 12. or Larry Fitzgerald? Who'd you rather have, Fitz? Right, Fitz. Yeah, yeah. So both, maybe, both teams are struggling, but I think Fitz has maintained probably a. I would rather have Fitz because I think you can get him cheaper too. Because there's been some talk about him being his last year as well, possibly retiring. Um, but you know, Brandon Marshall, you you'll get more than one year out of. Which is which is why it's not a horrible idea, you know. Even if you're giving up a second round pick, you're probably going to get another two or three yeah, years. Yeah, Fitzgerald's a question mark. Right. Uh, Steve Smith is most likely done. If Steve Smith, sure done. yeah, Steve yeah, Smith's he's done. done. Larry Fitzgerald's um, the one that's kind of a question mark. Question mark. Brandon Marshall, we don't know, but at least you might have some opportunity going forward with mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Um, but again. The whole theme of this is going to be older players because not most people are going to give up young players. Anyways. Right. Right. Uh, there are, we we sprinkled in a couple of young guys. So. I mentioned his name, Terrence West. Yeah. Here's a guy, actually, that um, I've been talking about, in, in not in the league where I have a ton of running backs, but, but the other uh, dynasty league that I'm in. Um, I'm, I'm actually, I might actually do a deal that we just kind of talked about. You know, I might give my second-round pick and get Terrence West and the guy's third-round pick. So, and the guy's he's pretty lousy. Um, and if I win, I would literally would only be moving back, you know, four spots or something, yeah. and, I, and I pick up Terrence West. Which isn't, you know, for me, that's not a bad deal. I have uh, Kenneth Dixon, too, in that league. So it's kind of one of those things. Hedge where your I, bets. Hedge my bets. If one of them gets hot, 
and they're rolling with one of them, then I can go that way, and I'm not giving up that much to get them. And a third, because, I mean, a third's fair because he's still younger, so he right. still has in, opportunity in, in, in to a straight, for a while. In a straight-up deal, I think probably a third is probably closer to, to his value, but uh, in the deal that I'm, I'm, I'm going to give up my second and get a third and Terrence West. So it's kind of one of those things where... Better. Yeah, I mean, that's no-brainer then, really. Like yeah. You move down and get a starting running back for this year to kind of do what we did, kind of solidify your backfield. That, yeah. I think so, and I think Terrence West is absolutely attainable. Um, and he's a starter there. Could be the starter next year, possibly. We don't know. Most likely, he'll still get carries there regardless. Right. Uh, that qu- that right. running back situation is a huge question mark. Um, but Terrence West is somebody who's attainable you can go out and get. And I think a third, I agree. I think a third-round pick in this year's class is about right. And same thing, I would do the maneuver that you're doing by giving up my second to get somebody's third in Terrence West. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think that, to me, is a is a good deal. Yeah. And it's just, it's an easy deal for both people, you know? Like, he's he's getting out from underneath a guy that he's not sure about, and he's moving up some spaces in a good draft. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear to see use my maneuver, too, where you just move down yeah, yeah, draft picks. Right. I, I'm, I'm just curious. Like, literally, I just, I wonder how many people actually do that. I'm not, I'm not really sure, but... um. I've been practicing it for years. So, again, I'm just throwing out there because I'm sure there's people that don't do it. I'm like, oh, right. I never thought of that way of making a trade. Um, and it does. It's a it's huge just, way it's, to get deals it's done. It's just a creative way to get things done. And, you know, like everyone feels good about themselves afterwards. So. Yeah. So, Spencer Ware. Spencer Ware. Going to be pricey. Definitely think, yeah. Sign it. He's there for a while. Could be the st- Could most likely enter the year next year as the starter as well. Right. Second round pick. Fair value for Spencer Ware. He's a guy, oh, it's hard to say, because um, he, he, he could be the future there, you know, and the person that owns him might be thinking that way too, so you might not be able to get him for the second. Might not be, but do you think that's fair? I mean, if you had to place value on him right now with your expertise, what would you place I think it's on? I think it's a fair offer, and I don't think, you know, the guy is going to get overly mad at you and, like, shut down trade talks, but I'm not sure that's what gets it done. Yeah, might, the problem you, is it'd have to be a high second for me. That's the problem. It'd have to be a high second. So I'm, unless you have that in your back pocket, a high second, you're either going to give a player in your gonna, second. I was gonna say, you might have to sweeten it or throw in a third, second and third or something like that. A second, I think a second and third would get it done, right? Yeah. A second and third round pick would get it done for Spencer. Somebody offered me, I believe, a second and third for Spencer Ware in a league that I'm in, and I think I turned it down. Okay. Because it was a late second and third, and I was like, you know what? I'd rather just gamble on Spencer Ware. So for me, like personally in the league where I have him, it wasn't really enough. Cause I'm a big Spencer Ware fan. I think he's pretty good. I like him. I, I mean, yeah, I actually own him in both my leagues, so I, you know I'm a big fan. Um, but if you offered me a first and I had to give up like something back, you know, if I give you, yeah, hey, I'll give you my first Spencer Ware, but I want your second, um, I might be willing to do that just because of this, this, this draft class. No way I can get – I'd have two first in my right, pocket to right. get a running back. Right. That would be um, nice. Or whatever kind of player. And it all depends on my depth, you know. Because, um, again, it just – I feel like at the back end of this draft class, there's going to be some really good talent. Definitely at, like, tight end, um, receiver, all those positions. I think there's going to be some really good talent. So, Spencer Ware, yeah, I think he's going to be hard to get. You might have to give – maybe you would have to give him first for Spencer Ware. I think, I think a first-round pick is his value now. I don't. I don't think a second. I don't think a second will get it done. Yeah, because no matter what, you can use him next year. Right. He's he's definitely he's definitely a guy that's going to be a a back for the next few years there. Yeah, it'd in, probably in take Kansas. a first to get it done. Um, what about Rob Kelly? Um, another guy that I own. So this is uh hitting home, I guess. Uh, Rob Kelly. I 
He's looked he looked really good last he week. He looked really good. And honestly, he's looked pretty decent all year long. Even this in the preseason. Guy, yeah, 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 this is a guy that we mentioned in the preseason right. that we liked. And this is a guy that hopefully you jumped on this news and took him and picked right. him up because we told you Matt Jones was a turd ferg <laughs> and that Rob Kelly, who averaged over six yards per carry in the preseason, was going to be good. And now, all of a sudden, look, we're talking about a, what? A high second-round pick for him, too? I think so. I think I think it's right around a second round pick, and the only reason it's not higher is because there's just a little bit of uncertainty still because he hasn't done it for a long period of time. So I think that's why you can still get him at a bargain. At a, it's a, with, yeah, it's a huge gamble that you're taking giving it, up on him because there's there's they, I could definitely no, no matter what they're going to add running back depth in they're going to Washington they're going to add running back depth. yeah but we're talking for playoff runs man this I'm talking about this year yeah you know? like I think he for this year he's going to help you win. He's going to give you running back one numbers. Right. And, and you know, some of these other guys will also, but you get the extra added bonus of this is, hey, this is only his rookie year. He could he could end up being the next, you know, Alf Morris or somebody who. who get a nice three-year window. You get a nice, right, exactly. And that's how I see him. I don't see him as a foundation back for, you know, years and years and years, but you could get three years out of it. So guy. you probably give up a second and a third for Kelly. Second and a third? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think a second. I don't you know. Don't again, think it, you don't think just a second will get it done? I don't know. If you have Rob Kelly and somebody offers you a second form right now, and you know it's gonna be a late second, do you say yes? Probably. Yeah, maybe I, I would. Just I probably would. Honest, honestly, I would. Yeah, I think I would too. I, I definitely, I would. I would try. I think I'd ask. Like, if that did come to me though, I think I would be like, "Hey, dude, I do like the second. This guy does like everything we just mentioned before. Like his opportunity in the future. Give me your fourth too." I think it'd take like a second for me. Like just thinking about it, it'd probably take a second and a fourth. And and somebody would. Probably, I mean, fourth round picks are are it, when you're talking trades. Fourth round picks get thrown around pretty yeah. easily. And in this draft class, I feel like I might be able to get like a Rob right. Kelly in right. the fourth. So I feel like if I do enough studying, I might be able to hit on the fourth round picks. So I usually feel that's a place where you can get some good value. So I try and just add a little bit more hope in my draft class to hit on that, and then maybe I can use that second and fourth and my second and fourth and pie and package up and get like a higher second somebody I love like mm-hmm. maybe somehow like OJ Howard slips and I really need a tight end I want his number one you know what I mean so I can move that to move up but right. I think a second to me it'd be like a second and a fourth but I definitely Kelly is somebody I would trade for if I was making a push because he's not somebody you could just use as a, a backup he's somebody you could start definitely I mean definitely he, he I mean he scored like 30 something points last week so he, he's a starter yeah, three guy. touchdowns killed him man. right it was it was gross um so the big thing is just make sure that you're not afraid to do. And this isn't for, I mean, obviously in redraft, it's not going to, you know, there's nothing you can really do. Trade deadlines are coming up next week anyways. Right. And otherwise, everything else is just be collusion. Um, but if you're playing, don't be afraid, like we said in the beginning of the show, to make that push to win. We can't emphasize it enough. And I almost feel like we haven't said it in a couple of weeks. So, and I know we should, That's not, to me, that's too long. You play to win the game Mm -hmm. you have you have i mean it's all about the championships dude i mean you all that matter it's literally that all that matters do you want to sustain and be like that team that wins three to four in a row yeah but that's so hard to do anyways no matter how sexy your roster list is it is so hard it's hard enough to win back-to-back championships let alone three or four so if you if you have an opportunity to win one you have to take it because you never know when that opportunity is going to come again like i said even going this year like i love my team man I love my team. You know, Melvin Gordon, Le'Veon Bell, Rob Gronkowski, Drew Brees, Brandon Cooks, Stephon Diggs. You know, I got I got the team that I really like, and I feel like it's doing well, even with points I'm doing well, and I just can't, it's just not working out for me. I'm not getting wins. I'm, my, my matchups are not, I'm, you know, I'm just having, you never know. 
And then next year, all of a sudden, go do it, and you know, some of those guys are hurt, or they just have a down year. Anything, you never know. Nothing's for sure. A guy coming back and having the same kind of really good year, like, oh, I'm set up forever. I said we've been playing this dynasty for over about 15 years, and we know we've seen it. And even if you've been playing fantasy football, how many guys you say next year are gonna be so good? And then and then they die out. I mean, look at Mm -hmm. if you went in this year and you're like, dude, man, I am for sure gonna. You know, I had a couple injuries last year, but I got DeAndre Hopkins. Allen Robinson and Keenan Allen. I'm uh, I'm gonna win alone on my receiving core, man. I got these top. I got three top five dynasty receivers and three top ten. Look at you now. Not you, so fast, my yeah, friend. Yeah, you have the, now you're sitting here with the third overall pick in your rookie draft. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nothing's for sure. Nothing's for sure. You got to do what you. If you're in position now to win it all, you have to do what it takes. Couldn't you have said have it. To. Couldn't have said it better myself. So. Again, that's just the biggest. I mean, that's the best advice anybody can give anybody. Because again, like you said, you're always going to remember those championships, man. True. Statement. And that's all you count in the end. Right. That's how many championships you get. So, um, and obviously, if you have any questions on Twitter, hit me up at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. You can follow the site at Dynasty Nerds. Ooh. Um, make sure you get the Dynasty Nerds every single day. We have some great stuff on there. Mm-hmm. I know Corey just came out with the 32 trade targets for the AFC, so you want to read that one. Oh, that goes right with uh, what we were talking about. Yes, uh, and of course, Tim Torch always comes out with his great waiver wire pickups every single Tuesday. That's Surely. always... Everybody loves that article. Yeah. It's, a, it's a phenomenal article. Gives you those guys to pick up through you the waiver wire. Yeah, you got to stay up to date on that stuff. We had more rankers to the site, so Ooh. we have our rankings are all up to date. I think everybody's updated them, except for Ansi, uh, at Fantasy Outlaw. Yeah, that's right. I'm calling you out. Brian, do it. Get on there and up update. I even spent a little time updating mine a little bit. Ooh, it takes so much time. I got. I just can't wait till I have like one night to sit there and intoxicate myself and just redo all my ranking from top to down. You Bottom. hear that, guys? His drunk ranking is coming soon. Who said I'm drinking? You said intoxicated. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. So, and of course, if you want to support the podcast, the best way to do so is to join the nerd herd. Ooh. Every month, at the end of the month, we give away some sweet, spectacular prize. Uh, last week, we gave a T-shirt. This week, we're giving you an option of a T-shirt or a $25 Amazon gift card. All it takes is get on the site, click on Donate, $1. And then you're entered. That's it, $1. And if you donate over a dollar, it qualifies you for the following month. Mm. So say you, do, you donate 10 bucks, you're in there for 10 months. 10 months yeah, of being in that. Right. Somebody made a really sweet donation. They're in there for a long time. Nice. Like time, I think I'm going to give them. Cool. For the prize. Um, of course, you do that by getting on there and click donate. Again, all the money you donate to the site goes right back to the site, goes to our writers, our rankers, all of the above. It does not go to us, unfortunately. It will go to a soundboard someday. Yeah, unfortunately, we do this for free. Um, but it does support a podcast. If you want to support the podcast in other ways, you can buy an awesome Dynasty Nerds t shirt. Christmas is coming up. Ooh. Nothing says I love you than the Dynasty Nerds logo across your chest. Absolutely. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that person will. Get high fives. It will for sure. And you want your your loved ones to get high fives. Yeah, and they might they might rub your bosom. Well, well wow. Like that shirt looks so soft and comfortable. May I touch it? Weird. You may. Ooh. Rubbing my uh bosom in a counterclockwise motion. Rich, I don't wanna I don't wanna picture you rubbing <laughs> your own bosom in a counterclockwise motion. <laughs> Neither does anybody else. Exactly. But you can buy a nice in your t shirt. And of course, if you want to support a podcast in a free way, everybody should do this. If you have iTunes I'm asking everybody, as a Christmas gift to me, get on iTunes, leave us a ranking and review. He really, really does read them all. And it, I do read them all. He and shares I check them it, I check all it with me. Every other day or so to see if everybody left a new one. And again, 
that helps out the podcast tremendously. It helps people let you know that you're listening and helps keeps us at the top of the charts and let other people find us. Absolutely, man. It helps us out in big ways. And the more people that listen means... The more downloads we get. You are so smart. I know. I, I couldn't ask for a better co-host. I, mean, I don't even need anything else for Christmas. I got you. Thank you. You're welcome. That just um, made me feel so good. This is our last podcast before Thanksgiving. Yep. So, so happy Turkey Day. Happy Turkey Day. Gobble, gobble to everyone. Gobble, gobble. It's one of my favorite holidays. Oh, my gosh. No, to me, there's turkey literally me. no better dish in the world than the day after. Mm. You get the turkey... The stuffing, the mashed potatoes, the corn, the gravy, and all you just mix it all together. Oh, I'm getting tired just thinking about uh, it. It's just my favorite. I love yeah, it so much. It's so good. So I hope everybody has a really fat, happy Thanksgiving. Yep. I mean, what a, I mean, for us, if you're listening to podcasts, it's like heaven. Mm-hmm. Tons of food and mad football games on from start to Three finish. Three football games. It's <laughs> going to be amazing. It's glorious. I'm not even going to get out of my pajamas on Thursday. Oh. That's what happens when you have Thanksgiving at your house. Nice. So. Until then, gobble gobble to all. We'll be back next week with another fantastic episode. Mm-hmm. And we're one step closer to playoff talk. Gobble gobble. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.